deep underground the Jelly Belly Factory, Bibi is in her secret laboratory creating the weird and wild flavors of Bean Boozled. I've done it again! Is it pomegranate or old bandage? <laughs> Dare to compare. <laughs> Bean Boozled, 6th edition. Are you brave enough? Some people were made to follow the instructions. We were made to make our own. To always measure twice and never cut corners. Unless, of course, we've got a compound miter saw. Northern Tool and Equipment is a problem solver's paradise. There's nothing we can't find, fix, or figure out together. We're made for this. Start solving your projects today at northerntool.com. Happy Thursday, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another episode of the Mile High Pundit Podcast. I'm going to bring in my co-host Jared Shuck here as per usual. Uh, Jared, what's been going on, man? Dude, there was a fight that just broke down in the the Vancouver and Vegas Game 6. That was awesome. I love playoff Ah. hockey so much. I love it, man. He's he's already plugged in. He's he's scouting ahead, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Demko oh. Demko looks locked in, bro. For a rookie, he looks good. I mean, he's, oh yeah, he's just shutting down Vegas left, right, and center. And I mean, Laner's not too shabby either. But I mean, you won twenty some odd, whereas Demko's got a got, got the S word going through about thirty eight saves. I mean, that's pretty good. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, you don't want to run into any of those goalies at this time of day, this time of year. I mean, <laughs> I wouldn't want to. Day. I wouldn't want to run into Michael Hutchinson either. Nope, nope. And I love that because, and I was preaching that last podcast. I was like, I want to see what this guy can do, and he's he's proven his worth, man. Just the entire, the the entire defense, just in general, outstanding. Oh yeah, I mean. I, we were talking about this before we started recording, and I, I I told you just this wild stat that of the 18 block shots that the Avs had last night, 10 of them came from Kale McCarl or Ryan Graves. And it, it just kind of really destroys that entire narrative of Kale McCarr as an offensive-minded player when he's doing that kind of stuff on a night-to-night basis. You know what I mean? It's just that it takes anything, <clears throat> anything that anyone would want to say about that and just kind of destroys it. Oh, yeah, and, and you... The thing that I love about that, Jared, is you look at those guys in Makar and, and Graves even, because he's young too. Those are your future defensemen. And you know, those are your those are gonna be, you know, them and Gerard, you know, those are gonna be your longer term defensemen. The way that they're playing right now is it's something to watch, man. I mean, yeah, just just Kale and Graves in general. They they bring just that double edged attack with with the offense with with what they can do just with the puck and then love just what they're doing getting getting gritty blocking shots love to see it absolutely love to see it i mean the the avs they beat the stars 4-1 and it was just a great great game the stars tried to they tried to they tried to just knock us off, you know. They they tried to to take the game down, 
uh, just in, in my own words that, you know, they tried to make it messy and the Avs kind of made him look foolish for it, in my opinion. I, I, I think the thing that Colorado did really well, and we've been preaching it since what, probably game one of the series, uh, probably game like three or four, just stay out of the box. And they're going to try and go to you into a bunch of crap and just stay out of the box. And that's what they did last night, man. They, they only give up one, one minor penalty is an Ian Cole high stick in the third where just he almost took off Dickinson's face with it. I don't know if you saw that, that highlight, but dude, it was ugly. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, but I mean it, it's, it's still just, we can, it, it's great that the power that they're staying out of the box, but dude, this power play, we've been seeing it all freaking series since this power play is just blowing my mind with how inept they look at times and how phenomenal they look. And they just look completely snake bitten. I just I I'd love to understand what is going on, but I just it's it's almost like the hockey gods are going, hey, we want to give you an idea of what might happen, but just in case, this isn't going to happen. Yeah, I mean, oh for five tonight, or oh for five the other night, and but the thing that you love about that, like like you were saying, my friend, is Dallas was oh for one. That is fantastic, and. And mind you, I mean, just so so our listeners can get kind of a, a reading on this as well. If I were to tell you, Jared, that the Stars outshot the Avs 28 to 24, faceoff percentage was 50-50, and the Stars outhit the Avs 45-28 with only 12 giveaways, what do you think that score would be just, just based off those stats? What would you think happened that game? They also had 26 blocks compared to the Avs 18. I mean, max out maybe like 2-1, 3-2 game. Like it's a it's a one goal contest, honestly. If you yeah. if you look at that way, I think it's a one goal contest, and and that tops it out at a one goal contest. But then you look at the score, and you see that pretty four to one avalanche. And really good about this. Yeah, I. And it's been just a combination of of great play, just where people need to step up, like we were talking about. Yeah, and and and, and quite frankly, it's just a matter of of just trying to figure out, uh, like, just like what's going on with this power play. I mean, in in this series alone, um, against Dallas, I mean, obviously. I don't know why it has seven games online, but it's showing seven games, which is really weird. Um, but Colorado's power play has not been good in the slightest. Right, and we talked about that. It's and been bad. It's just it's so frustrating because we see this team who during during the regular season was just absolutely going off on the power play. I mean, they're at nineteen percent. That was basically one out of five. That they were scoring, yeah. they they were just shy of the league average, and now we're here going. Okay, wait a minute, what's going on now? Because this isn't the same Abs team that we know. And no, and I mean, if you really look at it, doubt a lot of Dallas's goals have come on the power play. I, I mean, of their, I don't even know how many goals they've scored anymore, man. It's been so many. Oh yeah, like. But I mean, even, you know, like the narratives from the last couple games, Dallas was only in it because of the power play goals. That was why we were calling out Corey Perry so much. I mean, I mean, that amongst some other things. I mean, I'm not wrong, right? <laughs> I mean, you're not. I mean, 
In game two, Dallas had two power play goals. And then didn't have any in game three. It, it just always felt like Dallas was scoring on the power play. You know, I mean, they had three more in game five. Game four? Game four. That was the kicker. That, that was the one that I was talking about, I think. Yeah, the, the, four, the four power play goal game four. Yeah. And, I mean, like, they're scoring a majority of their goals on the power play where Colorado hasn't scored anything on the power play and they've evened the series up at three apiece. So, I mean, with that being said, I mean, Colorado's scored, oh, what is that, 25 goals through six games now? Yeah. And Dallas has scored 23 through six. This series is that close. And none of them, I mean, outside of really the game two where it got a little bit out of hand, um, where Dallas won, the the greatest goal margin in this series is three goals. That's it. And that was tonight. Or other night. It was, I keep on thinking they're playing tonight for some reason. I know. <laughs> That's what happens when we, when we take a night off. Um, right. There's a whirlwind of stuff, too, going on. Game six, game five, and game two were all three goal games. Yeah. So you got three three-goal games and two two-goal games. Game one and game four. Game No. Game one and game one and game three, and then game four was a one goal game, and that was just a, a pity goal at the end by by Nemestikov. So really, it was it was pretty much a three goal game, yeah, or a two goal. Sorry, but and then they had that that weird screw up with with Kale and behind the net too. I mean, Dallas has scored on some really just fluke fluke type goals, man. It was all just kind of a mess. It, it felt like for most of the series for Colorado, just like they were disjointed. Dallas had them out of their rhythm. And just and, what, and nothing was going yeah. right for Colorado. Yeah. That's, just, that's just how it felt in in general. And it was. It, what do you think? Like the, and, and I'm just going to ask you this straight up because I'm I'm curious for your take here. The main the main turning point was in this series. Just looking back at the ups and downs. Uh, just what what do you think was the change needed? I like how you took my question and used it against me. Um, if Joel, I texted this to Joel earlier, and I was, I was, I was like, don't just do this off because I, I want to know what it is. I don't even remember what you said anymore, so it worked out even better that way. Oh, yeah. Um, but I, the turning point for me in this series was game five, and it was nothing Colorado did. Nothing. The turning point in Game 5 was Rick Bonus starting Ben Bishop. Yeah. He, he shouldn't have done that, plain and simple. Why, why would you, with a chance to close this out, why would you put in a goalie who was unfit to play the last three nights of play, and then you're like, oh, yeah, he's actually good for tonight. Yeah, let's just throw him in there. And then hasn't been back on the bench since. That, that makes no sense to me at all. Because now, what Dallas did, because of that game five, which really shouldn't have been a 6-3 game, it was, for all intents and purposes, it was a blowout game for Colorado. Yeah. If, if Dallas doesn't start Bishop in game five, then I, I don't think we're talking as hockey right now. I think we're talking Nuggets basketball and how they just got blown out in game one. 
Yep, took that L to the Clippers tonight. But it was great to see him get out of the first round. Um, you just saw it on their part. I mean, we're getting treated here in Colorado. We got some Game 7s going on. It's been it's been exciting. And, again, it, it goes back to if Rick Bonus doesn't start Ben Bishop in Game 5, I don't yeah. think I don't think Colorado comes out and speed bags Dallas the way they do. Even with the amount of pressure they were putting on him, Hudobin has looked nearly unbeatable. And yeah. e- even in Game Six, there were some moments where I was like, "Dude, we're still we're gonna blow the, we're gonna lose this game." And the thing I loved is that Colorado answered in Game Six within the end of the period. By the end of the period, they had already answered and had tied the game up going into the first intermission. That alone broke any momentum Dallas had and gave it all to Colorado going into the second period because at, at that point Dallas was Dallas was out was pretty much out playing Colorado yeah uh, it was it was 13-13 on shots going into the second period and then I mean Colorado just turns it on I mean and that that Kale McCarr goal while yes it was kind of a lucky goal because he shot it off of Hudoman's mask it takes some serious skill just to even get in that spot though Oh yeah, uh, just the the way that you know that that Kale works, you know he's a lot of times he's that point guy too. He's he's the guy that's spearheading that attack. Um, yeah, yeah, and I mean, and as far as wait, there there was just there's so many weird things that happened in that second period. I mean, Landis got getting his leg cut by a skate. Timmons getting hit awkwardly into the boards, which I I, I don't want to say to. It, it looks like a. a when he hit the boards and fell, it, it looked to me like he got concussed, and that worries me. Yeah. Because obviously we don't have any media at at practices right now, so we don't know if he practiced. Yeah. Bednar is being very hush hush about it, obviously, because it's we're going into Game Seven. We're not gonna you're not gonna show your cards, obviously, at this point. No, why would you? Why would you? I, I mean, from my from my point of view, and even just going off the narrative, because. The, the guys on NBC were playing this up a little bit, you know, when, when Landis Gog went out with that weird cut. And I think he did go back into the game later. Yeah, it was so like mid-third or something like that. That's, so that's some good news on on that front, you know. I, I hope it's nothing serious, but that that just tells me alone. And just the fact that it is Gabe Landis Gog, he should be ready for Game 7. But, uh, yeah, not, not too sure about Timmons because that did look bad. Um but it's the same narrative, man. Uh, the NBC announcers were like, oh, you know, they, they, they got some guys hurt. They're down to their third string, uh, Michael Hutchinson. And, you know, they're they basically saying, where's the depth? And ladies and gentlemen, the abs have been hurt all season. Seeing this, seeing, seeing Timmons go down and seeing Landeskog go down while it, you know, and, and keep in mind, you got Groob missing, Pavel missing. You know some bad injuries. Don J. Calvert, uh, J. Calvert. I mean, and NBC's still saying we don't have depth. We just took these guys to seven games with this. I don't get it. Um, but but with that, you you just you remember that the Avs have gone through this all season. This is not a team that is. You know, this is a team that's very battle tested, and this is exactly what we touched on in, in the earlier episodes: is that this battle provenness is going to aid them for sure. 
I mean, if, if I'll, I'll say this just to wrap up this sort of train of thought that I had. Um, you know, Dallas starting Bishop, like like you were saying, was almost like, okay, why would you go away from the hot-handed Kadobin? Uh, almost like a sign of disrespect. The Avs are, are starting their third string goalie. You know, it's 3-1 at this point and uh, you know you do that if the Arizona Coyotes got out of this round like there's a reason that we are the second seed albeit we didn't show it the first couple games but all it took was one thing well one game to figure him out and now we're skating around them and they're running into boards trying to check us and check us hard and it's kind of funny to watch I mean, just the overall skill in the 5v5 against these guys. I take the Avs nine times out of ten. 5v5 Colorado is thoroughly outplaying... uh, It's it's just thoroughly outplaying Dallas right now. I mean... Thoroughly. Five on five, the Avs are outscoring Dallas. They have a higher Corsi rating than Dallas by almost 10%. Uh, I mean, every every advanced stat I, I look at, I just go, yeah, I don't know how Colorado isn't winning this series. Yeah. And the reason... Yeah, it's just, it, it's amazing because, I mean, like we said, none of the 25 goals that Colorado has scored have been on the power play. Yeah. Or, I mean, very few of them. I mean, I think they have, like, what, one or two kicks at the can? That's it? Yeah, not many. I mean, not many. Let me see. Yeah, two, exactly two of them have been on the power play. So even strength, Colorado scored 23 goals, even strength. And of Dallas's 23, I've got, what is that? Six, possibly seven goals that have been on their power play. Yeah. You start to see the difference a little bit. I mean, this is just, you're starting to see the quality of, of Colorado just really just picking up. And Colorado, I mean, yes, they're shooting from the from the point still a little bit too much for my liking. The thing I like about where they're shooting from, especially five on five, is that it's blue line extended, so it's not just from the corners of the blue lines or right along the along the wall. Their their heat their heat map shows they're if they're shooting from the point, they're shooting from dead in the middle of the in front of the goal from the point, and that's where and they're getting production from that area. Yeah, which means there's bodies there. There's act. There's they're actively working to get pucks to the net from that area. Yeah, and we're, you know, like we were talking about with those high danger chances, they've been they've been upping those. But then also you got to remember that we are skilled enough to. We talked about the disparity between Dallas's high chance goals and then the Avs were spread out at the time. At the time, it was. Uh, like abs were at six and six, basically they were half. Mm-hmm. Um, just because of the disparity of of the players and the the two different styles. And when you look at this run, and you look at our top guys that are performing right now, and I'm just going to drop this on you, um, just pretty organically. I'm going to see how you react to this. I mean, this is history, history type stuff, man. Nathan McKinnon upon scoring that fourth goal last night became the first player to record 25 points in a postseason in 14 games played or fewer since since one guy 
Can you guess who that guy is? I mean, if it's going to be anybody, it's probably got to be Wayne Gretzky. You are correct. And that was his uh, his year with the Kings, Stanley Cup. That's insane. And he had twenty five and fourteen. That that's absolutely insane, and that just right? shows how great Nathan McKinnon really is. I mean, yeah. we hear this talk about Ovechkin, Crosby, McDavid, uh, Drysidle, even Kucherov from Tampa Bay. Like you hear all these guys talked about, and. McKinnon kind of gets like left behind in that conversation a little bit, especially when it comes to accolades. Oh yeah, I'm still people, I'm still mad he got snubbed for the Hart Trophy a couple of years ago. Yeah, but, over Taylor Hall. Yeah, get out of here. I mean, <laughs> you, you were talking about the the high danger chances uh, a second ago, and when I, I was I was just kind of looking at it and. We did this after game four because we were like, we something's got to change, you know, all this, this, that, the other thing. It was 55 to 50 high danger chances uh, in in favor of Dallas. Okay. Yeah. And somehow these, oh, because that's five on five. That's why. It's now 82 81 Colorado. There we go. There and, we go. Hold on. Wait, wait. It gets, this gets better. Hold on. I promise you, this gets better. Dallas had 13 high danger goals. Colorado only, Colorado only had six through that through that point. So 13 to six. Colorado now has 11, and Dallas has 15. Colorado has scored five high danger goals and keeping Dallas to two high danger goals in the last two games. That change has been made, and we're seeing Colorado reap the benefits of changing. Yeah. And and can we just talk about just 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 real quick? I mean, when Hutchinson came in, a that that's gotta be it, man. Because when you when you when you look at Frankie's save percentage, and I love Frankie, but he just had a rough series with these guys. I I mean, when you look at his overall save percentage, he's at an eight nine for the series. Out of the the thirty three teams that made these bubble playoffs, Jared, that qualifies as thirtieth in just you know any sort of series. Going back to the the round robin, you know, um, the playing series is too. That's not good. Thirtieth out of thirty third, and then you you get a masterpiece from Hutchinson going twenty three of twenty four, two for two in the power play, two for two shorthanded with nine six four, and your team's rallying around and i love it it's they're rallying around a guy who hasn't been in that situation before and he's talked about it i mean he has a story where you know he was thinking many times about just quitting the game in itself did you read scott mcdonald's piece on that dude it was phenomenal yeah yeah and shout out to scott man that was a great just great piece of work um but man just something special you know I mean, I, I mean, I, I said this before. I think it was Game Five when we were we weren't even sure if Frankie was going to play, and and when, when I saw that it was Hutchinson, I I texted you just out of yeah. just out of a whim. I was like, "Is this his Bennington moment?" Because Bennington had this had the same thing going last year where he just came out of nowhere. And wasn't yeah. he was in the AHL most of the year, and yeah. he just came out and just showed up and played phenomenal. Whether there's no book on him or whatever it is, 
I, I mean, yeah, the, the one goal he gave up last night, he should have had 100%. I mean, he was even frustrated with himself for that. But even then, I mean, it, it's just, it, it just seems like Colorado had control of that game from, from the word go and never, never let it up. Yeah. I mean, for all t- intents and purposes, like I've said, they've just, they've figured out their style. And it's getting pretty exposed the last couple games. Uh, I mean, j- just a great showing the other night with how, you know, we finally had that big offensive game that we were talking about. And then tonight, you turn right around and, and put a 4 1, you know, great game on them. And now Dallas is like, Bishop's broken and Kadobin can't save anything now because you've been messing with him. You've been taking him out when he doesn't need to be taken out. And now, you know, Dallas is like, oh, hey, we were up 3-1. And now it's like, nope. Nope, the abs are still here. We're still, you know, we're this deep for a reason. We're this, I mean, it's, it's been awesome seeing it, man. Yeah, I mean. Awesome I, seeing I'm, it. I'm, I'm just going through our, uh, our, our favorite Twitter following, um, at Stats. Really quickly here, um, with that win last night, uh, Michael Hutchinson passed Ron Hextall on the franchise on the franchise playoff win leaderboard, going moving into ninth all time. So he's already got more playoff wins than quite a few Avs goaltenders in the past. Yeah, um, Nathan McKinnon passed Adam Deadmarsh on the franchise playoff assist leaderboard, moving into eighth all time, which is just insane to me. He's in eighth already. Right. I mean, there's just there, there's so many good things that have happened in this series. And by the way, the Canucks just beat uh, the Golden Knights for nothing, so they're going to go to Game Seven as well. All right, that's what I like to see. And it's just th- this is going to lead me into my my next question that I, I want us to close out on here is of uh, assuming Colorado does what they need to do. And they they take care of business tomorrow night, which we don't even know what time that game's going to start yet. That still hasn't been announced. Yeah, we're uh, waiting. <laughs> I, I mean, th- that is that's a little ridiculous to me that teams won't even get a twenty four hour heads up of when they're going to start because both team both both uh, game sevens are playing tomorrow night. Vegas and Vancouver and Dallas, Colorado, they're both playing. Yeah, because you've already got other other rounds starting basically. At this point, and I mean, and and New York and Philly are going to go to Game Seven um, on I think that what is that Saturday? Yeah, Saturday night too. Yeah. So there, there's a ton of hockey going to be played in the next two days, but we don't know what time we're going to start yet. Anyways, of and, Vancouver, you know, go ahead. Uh, you know, it was just real funny. I'm just going to say this just real quick here, but I was actually just thinking to myself, you know, a few weeks ago, I was like, you know, man, we have not seen a Game Seven yet. And now you get three. And and now we're just now we're getting three. So <laughs> I'm totally okay with it too. Yeah, and the way that these series were going, I was like, we're not going to see a game seven. No, it seemed like Vegas had it in the bag against Vancouver, and it seemed like Dallas had it in the bag against Vancouver. And I just, I'm, I mean, again, does it go back to the two coaches with the three one series lead going to their de facto backup goaltender, and yeah. it now burning them? The Avs don't have a backup. 
<laughs> we got we got Hunter Miska. I mean, I mean we're we're playing our third string goalie right now. I mean, yeah. this is this is yeah. pretty pretty unknown unknown territory. I mean, yeah, the Abs did it two years ago when they had Andrew Hammond come in and play two games against Nashville, where he stole one in Nashville and then got beat to hell in Denver in a game six series loss, but. That, that was a series where they were outmatched, though, man. Oh, 100%. And they had no and right I to be love, there. I loved them just getting to Game 7. Yeah, I mean, just that... You know, showing them, hey, we're for real, like, we're going to prove it next couple of years. Yeah, I mean, just just that game, just getting to that Game 6, I mean, that was phenomenal as it was. But anyways, going, really quick, just to close this out. Uh, of Vancouver and Vegas, which of those two teams would you rather face if you were Colorado? If I'm Colorado, I got to go with the Canucks because I look at the Canucks like the like the little brother of the Avs. Like they they have some talent for sure, but developmentally, I think they're where the Avs were at last year, or even it's it just not. Not quite there, you know. So I'd rather play them. They're a much just less imposing team, in my opinion. I, I don't want to face Ryan Reeves the way that this team is banged up right now. Um, but but yeah, give me the Canucks. I mean, and that'd just be fun hockey. But yeah, man. I mean, Canucks just a much more less. As far as defensively, I think the Avs can run with them, and I think they can outscore them. I I love uh, that analysis of you? it. I, I I love that analysis of it. Um, just from the fact of the Avs are probably much better suited and to play the Canucks, and especially with how how much of an imposing force Ryan Reeves is on these games. I mean, during the regular season, Colorado was two 0 against Vegas. They outscored Vegas thirteen to four. And they were one and one against Vancouver, where they got outscored eight to ten. I mean, at this point, we can look at all that crap and just basically throw it out the window. I'm, yeah, I mean, regular season, it doesn't yeah. mean anything right now. Yeah. So I mean, we we pretty much take that and just check it in the bucket. You know what I mean? And yeah. I I want Vancouver for the sole reason of we can finally put the McCarr Quinn Hughes debate to rest. Hey. And I, I didn't stooge that off on you earlier because I, I wanted to see that reaction. Let's go, yeah. Because hey, give me that. That's been the whole talking point of who's going to win the Calder. Should it be Quinn Hughes? Should it be Kale McCarr? Well, Quinn Hughes scored more points, but yeah, well, Kale McCarr played less games and it was still almost even in points. This, that, the other thing. I mean, Quinn Hughes scored a great goal tonight to make it three nothing. It was an awesome. It was a great screen in front by uh, Elias Pettersson, who's also a very underrated player um, in the Western market. He's been great in this series too. I mean, when Vancouver kind of got going, because you know they would, because Vegas came out and they, they basically out hit him, out muscle him. Uh, I think there was a comment where Ryan Reese called Pedersen a squirt, <laughs> and it's like you shouldn't be doing that. He's pretty, he's pretty damn good, and uh, he kind of showed out the next game. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, just. Give me McCarr versus Hughes all day. And I want to see that. And I want to see them taking the puck at each other, basically, from blue line to blue line. Yeah. That would be... Ideal. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. 
And I mean, the, and the other nice thing too is that even if we do play Vegas, we get to see our old friend Paul Stastny, which that would be kind of another fun one to see. Okay, we couldn't get it done with with Polly Walnuts. Can we get it done without him? <laughs> I mean, there, yeah. it's just, there's so many good storylines that arrive that that come up from either of these series. I mean, we got Blake Como in this one, which he never helped us get to the playoffs. Well, I guess he kind of helped in the playoffs against Nashville a little bit, but nothing crazy. He did Como stuff. But I mean, I mean, I mean, just I mean, let's just let's let's just look at who Colorado, who they faced in these actual playoffs. I'm not counting the playing rounds. Who they face in the playoffs, and if there's former Avs on that team, because every single team has had a former a former Avalanche player who's played in a playoff game for them. Arizona yeah. had Carl Soderberg. Mm-hmm. Dallas has Blake Como. Basically, it's who's next. And I mean, and and. While I would love to have the prediction of urinating tree from YouTube come correct of Colorado Philly final, I would love to see a Colorado and uh, New York Islanders final because then we could see our old friend Simeon Varlamov. And that's got a real '90s feel, dude. This is just like literally Isles, yo Isles Abs, I mean, Isles Abs, man. That's straight out of the '90s. I, I mean, hell, dude. Even I, even. As Flyers would be straight out of the out of the nineties too. I mean, the Flyers had some dominant teams in the nineties. I mean, all of this. I, I mean, just plain and simple. This game seven, anything's going to happen. It, that's just how it is. It's the old adage, and it stays true every single time. But it's going to be gonna need who's going to step up. We're going to need a hero, bro. We are going to need a hero. Who's who's your hero, man? Oh man, hey. If Timmons can't go, I don't think I, I don't think that Bednar has enough trust in Kanaten anymore. I, I think he's kind of soiled that with his play in the series. Yeah. I I, I think the it's just it's gonna come from such an unlikely source, man. I, I I could pick out probably two, three guys and I just I don't know who it would be because it could be Nathan McKinnon who just uh, who just goes off. I mean, like he like he has been doing all playoffs. He could just go off and put up, I don't know, four points tomorrow night, and we're laughing so, all the way to the bank on a team friendly deal that he took because he wants to win a cup here and he wants to win with this group. I mean, so you think he he's going to take like a he's going to extend his his streak to fifteen games? Here you go. I'll do you one better. I'll I'll take Nathan McKinnon as the hero. Okay. But I'm, I'm not going to take it in any normal fashion. This game ends 3-2 in double overtime, and McKinnon gets a hat trick. That's a take. Two overtimes, and a McKinnon hattie, and it'll be on the power play. Because OT power plays are hard to come by. And I know I'm going to be wrong, but I'm, that's, that's how weird this series has been. That's, I mean, that's a great take, though. You got to think it's going to end something like that with just the amount of runs these teams have been on. <laughs> Granted, it's, it's always really good to be playing better at the end of a series than at the beginning. And for, for me, I, I think McKinnon extends his point streak as well to 15 games. Um, and he's going to have a great game. But I think the the guy that puts this away and the guy that has been having a great series, and I think the guy that changed this series was was one of those changing factors. You're talking about 
guys that needed to step up. And I'm looking at the moose. I, th- I think he's going to continue his his hot streak here, and and he's going to have a multi point night off a, off a goal and an assist, and and, and Mac will have probably the primary on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll go with the Mac primary to that because man, that sauce, that saucer. <laughs> Let me tell you, that's just the stuff that you love to see. <laughs> dude, dude but here's, here's um, the thing that nobody saw and that I love as a hockey person, dude. Here's here's that nobody watched it. And, I, and I'm going to literally tell you to go watch this when we're done recording because you're going to see it and go, how did I never notice that? Yeah. Watch what Miko Rantanen does before Nathan McKinnon sends that pass over. Okay. okay. He, I'll take a look. He completely erases... Um, the, the the Dallas defender's stick. He he literally makes it so the Dallas defender can't get his stick over to try and activate a poke check before he sells out, which forces him to sell out straight straight up and down instead of, instead of trying to come in at an angle and be able to sweep across at it, which may make contact with the puck. And it, I mean, it was I I'm, I mean Miko loves loves playing with the, the defenseman's uh, stick when he's going to receive one timer, but Miko also took that out of the air too. It didn't touch the ice. It looked like a baseball, baseball bat, man. Like, <laughs> and it was with power, and it was to the roof of the net too. There was nothing else. It was oh, a thing of beauty that he pulled off there, and it was obviously it was a great skill play by McKinnon. But we also know oh. that McKinnon can do that because he's done it so well and so often. Oh yeah, I mean, to, to the point where you're just. It, it looks just amazing, man. Like you're Dallas. You're like, okay, you know, McKinnon, Mac and Rance, they, they, they've scored off this before. And I'm looking at that, at that other game off that change where Heiskanen lost it. And McKinnon was off that line change off the double shift. And he just blew up that play and Rantanen blew up that play. And it was the same thing. So now you got a guy saying, all right, that's not going to happen. I'm going to take away the pass. I'm going to sell out screw you nathan but you gotta remember it's nate and he's like okay flipped it over him and just because you have two of the best forwards in the world miko just absolutely takes it in stride and like jared was saying it was a drop shot of beauty and bishop looked like a stone like a literal statue and it rocketed past his face mask that is the overall skill and just hungriness to get it done and, and show out while you do it, man. It's the playoffs. Everyone's watching. And there's a reason why people should be talking about Nathan McKinnon and not the quote-unquote greediness of the Dallas Stars. Give me a break. I mean, You're, it, you're watching it's... history happen. And these people are blind to it, bro. And I mean, give, give me the abs 4-2 in a game seven. They are that much better than this team. And that's not even going to be off an empty net. It, it's not going to be a, a huge... I, 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 you and I are in the same boat here. We're, we don't think it's going to be a huge scoring game. You have six total goals. I have five total goals. I mean, this is just what the series is going to look like. And it's just going to be very straightforward of we've got to just... I just don't Carter just can't get goaded into the 
the penalties that Perry and the whole clown car are going to try and create off of it. Yep. But if, if, if they can stay out of the box and not buy into Dallas's crap, uh, this will be just a, this, like, it's just going to be a close game. And you know what? Maybe this is the game where the power play clicks and they're able to, to find a lane into the net. So we'll see, man. I hope so, because you, you want to have an established power play before the conference finals. <laughs> I would like that. But it, yeah, <laughs> but it's been great. Um, and I was like, man, with Dallas, it's it's like we were talking about. It was so, so frustrating. Because you look at the abs and it's like, there's the better team. And for the life of us, we were just like, why? Why are we down three to one right now? But great teams, you know, like we said, and we ripped them for it, man. And they, they, they must have felt something in the force or something, or just a lot of upset because, man, they delivered. And yeah, just Colorado sports in general right now. Outside of the Rockies. Outside of the Rockies. I mean, that. did you see that 23 to whatever? I don't, I don't, even, I don't even want to talk about it, dude. That was so bad. A couple, couple touchdowns. Jesus. Yeah, dude. They, that looked like it was a Broncos game, not a Rockies game. Right. Yeah, we, we won't talk about them for a little bit. But that season's almost ha- it's half over, man. And That's then, crazy. And they're still in a playoff spot with a losing record. That's what I hate about this yeah. extended playoffs, man. I, I absolutely hate it. Like... Don't give teams the chance to be in there when they don't need to be, and call. And the Rockies are one of those teams, but I, I mean, it's just—I yeah. don't know, man. But it really, really quick. Any uh, any closing thoughts? Just you're seeing the growth of this team, and and I'm talking even you know years before, you know, starting off with that se- that season where we weren't supposed to make the playoffs. But guess what? We did it. And then we took Nashville to seven games. And I was like, okay, if we can get a culture about this team and get the right guys that want to stay, a la Nathan McKinnon, who is just a great, you know, stand-up guy. He took that team-friendly deal because he knows what the organization's about and that we want cups. So for me, just seeing that growth... And even last year, when when you lose that heartbreaker to San Jose, I've just loved seeing them take that next step each and every time. And and they've looked better every year because of it. I mean, they've kept guys together. They've let go people that they they don't need, albeit some fan favorites. Like, I remember lots of people were mad when Barry left. But you got a guy like Kadri for that. And that's the difference right now you know guys that can step up and you're just seeing that as a team everyone's stepping up everybody right down to your third string goalie and that's my that's that's about all i have to say about that man bring on that game seven i love it dude to everyone listening we thank you uh we have been gaining new followers almost every day on spotify apple doesn't give us very good analytics for everything that's going on unfortunately apple please pick up your game spotify is outclassing you in every sense of every way shape and form it's just annoying at this point 
Yeah. <laughs> Guys, yeah. this is the most exciting, the most exciting two words and probably the only two words that'll ever give you chills in your life. Game seven. And it comes your way when this drops tonight. And it is going to be the most exhilarating two and a half hours, possibly three and a half, if, if my prediction's correct, going into double overtime that we are going to watch this year. And that includes that game against Vancouver where McKinnon scored an overtime after Calvert took the puck off the head. This, this will be the defining game for, the, for probably this year going into the start of next season in December of how much will, how much resolve, how much passion that this club has. And Joel said it perfectly. This is with a very depleted lineup. This is with a lineup that, for all intents and purposes, is not the Avs anywhere near full strength or even, I'd even give it 25% full strength. Yeah. And they're still finding a way to get the job done and force a game seven when everyone had counted them out of the series, myself included, after game four. Yeah, I sit mean, down. both of us. Yeah, I mean, both of us. sit down, cancel your plans. If you're going to go to dinner with your wife, fiance, girlfriend, cancel them, unless you're going to a sports bar. This should be the only thing on the docket tonight. This is going to be the game across the U.S. tonight, tomorrow, or yeah, tonight, when, I'm, when this record, when this drops tonight. And you're not going to want to miss a second of it because this will be a knockdown, drag-out fight. This is a championship fight that you are witnessing in a seven-game series. This is the 12th and the, I'm no, no, sorry, not the 12th, the 15th and final round of a, of a fight. Yep. And... This is Rocky Balboa versus Ivan Drago versus Apollo Creed, whatever you want it to be. This is what it is, and we're going to figure out who the real Rocky is. That is... That's fantastic, Ben. Just... Yeah, just chills. I mean... If that doesn't get you excited to watch this game, I don't know what will. Like, I I mean, you have to... Man, like uh, tonight when or, or whenever we play really <laughs> when when these teams go at each other man you are going to see the best moments of this series basically that's what it game seven is and in, in my opinion it's it's a culmination of just everything that you get from game one to game six all those emotions everything guess what it's it's game seven for a reason. You don't play six and leave it tied. Uh, and there's always you know like best of three, best of five, best of seven, whatever you name it. There's a team that has to prove that they are the better one, and it's basically who's who's going to advance and who's going to fall on the sword. And man, it's going to be fun to watch. It's, it's going to take all 60 minutes and then probably then some. And it's, I, 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 I'm not kidding. I mean, I'm going to probably get in trouble at work tomorrow because I'm going to have this game on on my phone for a, a majority of the evening because this is, it, it is one of those games where you, if you miss a second, you may miss the entire game. And if, if you can't watch the game, 
tune into Altitude Sports Radio 92.5. Listen to Connor McGahee and Peter McNabb. I mean, if you want just a great hockey person just to listen to, Connor's oh, your yeah. guy. I mean, this this is just going to be one of those games that if you miss it, you're going to regret it. Because what happened with the Avs last year in San Jose with the fluky goal called off and Landis Cog just not changing, he was lazy on a change, I, I, I guarantee you there's going to be no nothing the Avs are going to do controversial because they already know that controversy cost them a series and cost them a chance at going to the Western Conference Finals last year. And this team is pissed, this team is hungry, and this team wants this right now, and they're primed to do it right now. These windows, Joel, are so small of of Stanley Cup windows. Nashville is shut in a matter of two years. Two years, boom, done. And and now they're the the, the bottom feeder of of the Central Division along with along with Minnesota. These windows are so small and so precise that you have to hit it while it's still prime or you will miss it. Plain and simple. It doesn't matter how great Nathan McKinnon is into his thirties, like Ovechkin and Crosby are, and like I'm sure McKinnon will be. The time is now to get everything done, and I don't care if it's with a third-string goalie. I don't care if it's with an ECHL ECHL goalie from the Utah Grizzlies. I don't care. Now is the time. If you're going to prove it, you got to prove it. Yeah, just a few key words. I mean, redemption. That's what you're going to get. And it's going to be a ride. There's going to be, I'm going to be on the edge of my seat. The abs make me nervous anyways. <laughs> but I, I love being a fan of this team. I, I love watching them play. I love having the opportunity to, to, to work amongst organizations that associate with this team. Uh, and to and to all of our listeners again, and thank you so much. Jared and I, we, we, we do see, you know, our... our our cast is growing and it's it's great to see like we said shouts out to spotify uh real mvps over there apple not so much for sure um (laughs) but yeah just exciting stuff man i'm i mean i probably won't be able to get much sleep tonight and i've had a long weekend itself already so dude if you don't have a seatbelt on your couch or in your recliner you are probably screwed tomorrow plain and simple You better watch out. I, I might. Who knows? <laughs> if the Avs win Game Seven, I will. I will go out into the street and I will puke. Like any any superstition you have is probably tomorrow's probably the one time you really need to do it. And I, I've gotten in the habit of wearing my. Even though I, I I hate this their uniform when they wear these the 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 third logo that they have in their alternate jerseys. I have a snapback hat of it that has a Colorado flag on the side of it. And any, right. anytime people, cause I have it, I take it off and I get to work and I set it down just, and apparently I have it facing outward every time. I don't know how, but it, it just happens. And anytime people come in, they ask, are you an Avs fan? And we just start talking hockey. So my hope is that it just creates more conversation tomorrow. And it just creates all this good energy because I don't know if I'll be able to handle another game seven loss like I did last year, especially with how good that team it was. This team is better than that team last year. And that's what will be the most upsetting portion of it. Yeah. And, but Hey, the storybook isn't closed yet, man. I mean, we, we still got some work to do. 
Okay, this just okay, this just really ticked me off. So they just announced the start time for the App Stars game tomorrow. Yeah. Two PM. <laughs> on the USA network. USA? Not not even on NBCSN, uh, not even on NBC. It's on the freaking USA network. As in USA Today? Oh my oh. Jeez. You want to talk about the NHL dropping the freaking ball? They just did. <laughs> that is unbelievable that this just happened. This is a pivotal obviously it's pivotal it's game seven you have two game sevens tomorrow and you're gonna tell me that you're gonna i don't know why you couldn't push the 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 vegas and 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 vancouver game back a day and not have two games on the same day on the same sheet of ice but i i they're going back to back they have to play their back to back at a game six and seven i mean that is (sighs) i mean i'm glad ours was five and six man that's just brutal that's brutal I I don't. Why? Why? What does that make sense to you? Because it doesn't to me. Seven p. Two p.m. on a Friday. It makes zero sense. I get it. It's a West Coast matchup against two teams in a market that no one really gives a shit about. But this is ridiculous. That's ridiculous to have a game seven broadcast at 2 p.m. I don't care if it's COVID or not at 2 p.m. on a Friday. You don't do that. You don't. No, oh, it's got to be it's, that's got to be a prime time slot, man. A prime time slot. And, uh, and I'm 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 just as upset as you are, man. I'm. But either way, we will be back tomorrow night. Whether it's talking about the game seven collapse of the Avs or the game seven triumph and having the Vegas and Vancouver game up on my TV again and just watching very intently while recording this podcast and figuring out who the Avs are going to play and trying to see what matchup that might be. But either way, man, I mean, we, we both had some long days at work today and on, oh, yeah. honest, honestly all week. So again, to all of our, our listeners and subscribers across Apple, Spotify, Google play, we do appreciate you. Uh, if you haven't yet d- drop us a follow on Twitter at mile high pundit. We are typically pretty active. We like to give you guys updates on there. There's just sometimes where life gets in the way and you just can't, we just can't sit down and record a podcast. I mean, we, we've been sitting down some nights at one thirty in the morning just to, just to get these out for you guys. And while we love doing it, sometimes just life gets in the way, but Anyways, again, thank you so much for listening. I know this one's a little bit longer than we have been doing recently, but I the the clothes just got extended and extended well, <laughs> even yeah. longer. But I mean, there, Wait, there's a ton hey, of passion gotta, in it. Yeah, yeah, and we love doing this stuff for for a reason, and because you know, I just love talking about it in general with you. I mean, like like you said, like this, we we it was almost like we needed to do this, in, in my opinion, and it's been it's been so much fun and just the fact that we've got like the colorado comeback season right now with with these game sevens and uh, i mean it's just great to see um fantastic 
it's absolutely fantastic and yeah can agree. and everyone thank you so much for for supporting us uh giving us those you know those follows on social media our, our twitter handle as, as jared said is just at mile high pundit podcast uh no podcast at the end or just mile high pundit uh and hey you know you interact with us we might write you a little doctor's note something for tomorrow <laughs> i'm gonna need one of those um, doctor's notes man right <laughs> but uh but yeah it's all of our listeners again just thank you guys so much and uh we will be with you guys emotionally uh for this game seven and spiritually because, and spiritually because as the old adage is anything can happen in a game seven that's that's why we're going to be talking about it uh so everyone just have a great night and and thanks so much for listening Moment. I've been in the zone and I'm moving alone. I don't pick up the phone with my family. Call up and doing it wrong and I don't know what's happening. Trying to get what I just been imagining. Getting close and I just been examining all of the fake shit the game has been packaging. I've been keeping real. I've been doing what I feel. I've been out here trying to kill every beat. I know I will. Everything I'm working on. Every night another song. They've been quiet all along. They gon' notice when I'm gone. I, I, I come from a town where most of the people are so close-minded. They go into school and they work in a job, but they don't even like it. I won't be put in a box. Nobody telling me what I should rock. Nobody telling me what I should drop. Cause I do what I want and just know I don't stop. Recording till four in the morning. They snoring. I'm pouring my soul into every story. I'm writing, producing. I mix it. I master. I'm building my craft and I'm not looking back. I've been going doing things I want to do when I want to. Everybody want to get away, but they not do. Everybody want to copy you, but they not do. Everybody want to Deep underground, the Jelly Belly Factory, BB is in her secret laboratory creating the weird and wild flavors of Bean Boozled. I started again. Is it pomegranate or old bandage? <laughs> Dare to compare. Bean Boozled, 6th edition. Are you brave enough?